All right, everybody, welcome to the podcast. My name is Bradshaw, also known as the Monster Truck Knucker. Welcome, everybody, to another episode. Uh, next week, thank you, or last week, uh, you know, that was an awesome episode with uh, Chandler West. Um, that was an awesome, awesome episode. Uh, and, and if you're wondering that why that episode is a little bit different, we pre-recorded that episode, everybody. So uh, me and Cheech weren't available uh, last uh, Tuesday. So... Uh, we just did a pre-recording, and that was our first time trying it. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, first of all, we'd like to give thanks to our sponsors, people that always support us, that, uh, you know, since day one, Joy Sylvester with Howitane Coffee. Uh, since day one, Joy has provided us with uh, stuff for giveaways, and, you know, we'd love to support Joe and what he's doing with Howitane Coffee. Jason and Fred from J Concepts, always providing awesome RC content. Um Bodies, tires, parts, whatever you name it for RCs, they have it. Justin Story with uh, Justin Stories. Um, he has his book, Making Tracks. Um, $10 a pop on Amazon. He also has a new one. I believe it's a Christmas one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that one is... Uh, that one. Some of the funds go to... Um, I forget which charity. Um, sorry, Justin. I don't have the sheet in front of me or whatever. Um, let's see here. Who else do we got here? We have Back Channel Productions with Nick Davis. Uh, go check out uh, Nick's stuff on YouTube. Provides awesome quality content. Everything from the Renegade Tour to um, the um, Outlaw Drags. Uh, we also got JB Scale of Graphics. Uh, 6B Apparel as well. But JB Scale of Graphics do graphics for Against the Grain. I'm rocking my Against the Grain merch. Bigfoot. Um, trying to remember. Obsessed. Obsession. Against the Grain, like I said. Uh... I'm having a brain fart, guys. My computer froze 20 minutes before the podcast, so I apologize. Uh, but 6B Apparel as well. Um, 6B Apparel always making us look good. We're looking to get some hats eventually. Uh, we also have the two crew shirts, the old school design and the retro wave design, uh, our current logo. And then eventually one hopefully coming next year. Um, let's see who pops up across the screen again. That's the only way I remember <laughs> all that we, uh, our sponsors and stuff like that. Uh, let's see. I got high tan, J Concepts, Justin Stories, Back Channel, 6B, JB Scale Graphics. And then next week, guys, it is the Power Hour episode, like we teased in the Scott Lady Coat episode. It's going to be Scott Lady Coat and Frank Krimmel interviewing BJ Johnson, everybody. It is going to be a riot. Me and Chicha are just going to sit back for this one. Our hands are off on this one, guys. So it's going to be a riot. And um, if everybody is ready, we'll get into the show. So uh, we'll play the intro here, and then we will get into our conversation with our guest today, who is Ryan Holman, everybody. Stay tuned. Motorsports Podcast. You're listening to Crush This, a monster truck podcast presented by High Octane Coffee and J Concepts. A show where we take you inside the minds of your favorite drivers, past and present, of the monster truck industry. And now, your hosts, Brad Shaw and Dan Chichagosh. Buckle in, 
The show starts now. All right, everybody, welcome to the episode. All right, there we go. There, is, is everything working? Yes, yes, everything's working on my end. Okay. Yeah, I hear you guys. Okay, I, I have to make sure. My I was frustrated with my computer not that long ago. I, I swear to God, I wanted to throw it off of a bridge. So, uh, how's everything going, you guys? <laughs> everything's going good here, man. Good. How about you guys? Good? Oh, hang in there, hang in there. You know, uh, getting ready for the first quarter uh, preparations that's going to happen here in January. And, uh, you know, in the schedule actually will be confirmed soon. But um, anyway, I mean, yeah, we're doing our thing. We're going to have an open house here in November and uh, try to go on from there. Uh, Brad, if I'm not seeing things here. But was it snowing today for you? Okay, so the picture that I posted is from where my girlfriend lives. She lives two and a half hours away from me in a town called Chetwind in British Columbia. It is snowing. It is... Okay, I I took a screenshot of what the temperature is to share on Facebook with somebody. Because Chris from 6B was saying it's like 80 degrees Fahrenheit in Vegas today, right? And here I am in Canada... Today, it was 37 degrees Fahrenheit, which is three degrees here for us in Canada units. It's about, it's going to snow. And I'm not happy about it. I am, I I am like, okay, I, being Canadian, I'm around snow half the year. I hate it. I'm, I'm done with it at 30 years old. I'm done with the damn stuff. But yes, it is snowing in parts of Canada and I'm not happy. Wow, that's crazy. Anyway, well, the bright side is it's hockey season. So, uh, you know, that's a yes! good thing. You know, you get you get more hockey now also with the, the Kraken. Seattle's yeah, the there, Seattle, so that's kind the, of Se- in your region. Yeah, they're they're in our division with the Oilers, so I'm, I'm hopeful for my Oilers again. We got Duncan Keith this year from the Blackhawks, so that'll get some veteran – um, you know, leadership to the team, but, uh, you know, let's, let's get on with the podcast here. Um, you know, normally with the podcast, we like to start off with, you know, a, a background history of how you got in the sport, Ryan. So, you know, how did you get into the sport? A lot of people know the Holman name is legendary in the monster truck business. So let's, let's, let's get into it. Um, and my, my uncle started everything. Um, he just started building a truck up, you know, started in high school, actually. From what I'm told, uh, everybody started calling his truck the beast in high school. So once he just kept building it bigger and bigger and bigger, then they went to Gravelrama one year and they seen Bigfoot. It was on 48s. So Bobby's like, well, I'm going to do that. We're going to put this thing on 48s. Well, then when they came back on 48s, Bigfoot was already on 66s. So then Bobby put 66 on his and had two and a half tons and all that good stuff under it. And after that, my dad got involved with, with Bobby and... It just kind of grew from there. So I kind of fell into it. Right, right, right. Like uh, we said uh, prior to the podcast, I think you were one of the first ones, probably the first one that introduced me to a monster truck in person. I mean, as I always went to shows and stuff like that, but never got inside or around it um, up close and personal pretty much. And I do thank you for that. And uh, Oh, heck yeah, man. I remember somewhere. that plane as day. <laughs> 
Got me somewhere. <laughs> Got me somewhere. So <laughs> I don't know where you want to be, but you're um, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm somewhere. <laughs> but um, so your uncle's uh, step step. But how did that transition the learning about what your uncle and your cousins done to point where now I think you guys are kind of your own separate, kind of like how the Christiansons do it, where you have Craig has his own and then Michael and them have their own gig. Um, you guys are kind of like a, a little bit of a, like the way I'm looking at it is like a little bit of a satellite team. You guys do your own thing and Bobby and his son does his own thing, but you guys do shows together. Um, how did that come about in the process? So it's a pretty much a long story of how you got to where you at today, basically. Yeah, so I, I started driving for Bobby. I drove for Bobby for a couple of years because, um, you know, at the time he was running four trucks. So I drove for Bobby for a good while, and then he ended up selling off two trucks. So after that, I was always like, man, I want to build my own truck. I want to build my own truck. Well, then that truck came for sale, and then as soon as it came for sale and I got wind of it, Bobby called me and said, hey, it's the truck's for sale. It's for sale. He's like, if you want on it, you better hurry up and jump on it. So that's what I did. As soon as I got the phone call saying it was for sale, we, we bought it. And as soon as we got it back, we tore that thing down to nothing. So we still hang out and, you know, we're still back and forth. I was over at Bobby's today and I mean, trucks kind of go back and forth to each shop. So it works out really well. We're really close. I mean, you, I could hit his shop from with a rock for mine. So let's go back to, <laughs> let's go back to when you started driving. You know, I like to ask people, you know, their first experience behind the wheel of a monster truck, you know, Growing up, watching, you know, your uncle do it and your family do it. When you got in the seat for the first time, what was that experience like for you? Um, like, as far as the first time, like, crushing cars? Yeah. So, so I remember my first show was at Kalamazoo Speedway. It was for Dave Reich with ATR. Um, I'll tell you what, the nerves were crazy, man. Like, all the way up until, like, it was time to strap in, I was completely fine. And then as soon as it was like time to go, man, as soon as I put the helmet on, it like all the nerves just hit me at once. And as soon as like the truck fired, like all my nerves like literally just went out the window. And it was like just like natural. But like everyone else says, like if you think you're going fast enough, you're not going fast enough. And I found that out pretty quick after watching videos. And I found like videos are like the best thing to for like a learning, you know what I'm saying? To learn from videos are like, that's what I go off of. So the we'll continue on here with the truck that you what you drove was the heavy metal was that yep. yep so you went ahead and you drove that for a few and like you said this that truck was sold so is that what you drive currently is the former chassis of that yep that thing was pretty much wiped out man it the cage was crushed on it and all kinds of other stuff was wrong with it but once when we got it, you know we did the cage and everything on it so it's a really nice truck to get them I mean, there's still a couple of bars in that thing that are pretty spanked, but it's all right. <laughs> so um, one other thing that always interests me is, you know, how people come up with names for their trucks. You know, when you bought the chassis and started kind of, you know, you were saying rebuilding it, rebuilding the cage and stuff like that. How did you come up with the name and identity of your truck? Because that's one of the inter most interesting things for me is to find that kind of stuff out. So originally, like I don't know if you guys are, I think Cheech is, but I don't know if you are. We got the Maxim Override ride truck too. So I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. Yeah, So I originally am. we were, we were going to call the truck Maximum Torque and it was going to have the same body on it and all that stuff, make it look identical. Well, then a buddy of mine owns a big electric company here local and 
he always been into the monster truck stuff too. He's like, man, I want to sponsor you, sponsor you. Kind of like joked around. I'm like, man, I want to see if he's serious. So like, I reached out to him. I'm like, hey, you really want to do a sponsorship or something? Like, we're building a new truck. And he was like, yeah, dude. Like, I'm all for it. So that's kind of where the whole amped up thing came from was all the electrical stuff. And uh, Michael Arnett did the original design for me, so he killed it on that. And then Nick with Motor City, Motor City Graphics kind of tweaked it a little bit. But that's where the whole name came from. It was it was honestly not even planned. So I do have a question. Uh, one of my buddies, he does RC racing and stuff like that. What I, I don't know. I'm going to probably screw up this question here because was that one point you guys were thinking about a name called Livewire? Um, I had seen a previous truck that I believe Mike designed as well that was called Livewire and <laughs> I, I wasn't sure how that whole name came about, and I wasn't sure if it was still being used or all that stuff. So that kind of went out the window pretty quick because I just, I, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know a whole lot about it. And then Michael's like, Mike's actually who came up with the name. Like, he sent me, he's like, let's call it Amped Up. I'm like, Amped Up. At first, I was like, oh, that kind of sounds goofy. And like a whole day went by. I was like, dude, that sounds great. That's like perfect. So then Mike's actually the one who should be getting the credit for the name. He's the one who came up with it. <laughs> See, I'm trying to think if Cheech wanted to ask that question just because he's drinking a Mountain Dew live wire. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was off. Oh, my gosh. Um, no, no, that was not planned. No, that is my favorite Mountain Dew drink. No, because um, one of my buddies, he runs the amped up truck as a spec class for LMT. If you ever seen Wayne Schaefer's RC version, the LMT version uh of ryan's truck amped up um he had another truck with it in the pro mod called livewire and i thought that was and you kind of mentioned about the story about that and i thought that was it but uh shout outs to mike i'm good friends with him too we do the turkey events he has made so many cool designs from mm -hmm. wrecking machine to skull crusher to amped up i mean he's he's on the hunt uh and it's pretty cool to see what he's been doing. So shout out to Mike. What's going on? But uh, Ryan, uh, a thing is too. Um, uh, your brother also is the team as your teammate truck to the heavy metal, the heavy metal truck. Um, was that a ground up build too, or uh, how did that side of the team come about? Um, that's it's actually also one of Bobby's trucks. Um, it was oh. originally Bobby's beast truck. And he kind of like just shoved it outside one day. I was like, man, we're going to make a cool yard ornament out thing, like jokingly. And then, I don't know, that thing probably sat outside for like six months or something like that because he got his new Patrick Gassy at the time. And then, I, so I, I would say probably six to eight months. And then one day me and Josh were like, when we were working on my truck one day, and I'm like, man, we got to pull that thing inside and see what we can do with it. So we just kind of like started messing with the chassis, working on it and changing a bunch of stuff. And Bobby's like, realized we were like serious about it. And he's like, we're going to put that thing back together. So that's kind of how that one popped back into the picture. So it was kind of expected too. <laughs> um, just before I ask my next question, I also look up to Mike Arndt. He is one heck of a designer. His stuff is top notch. You know, I, I look up to the dude for inspiration and stuff now, but one, one question I want to ask. So when you got the, the trucks and started working on them, what, what changes did you, ha did you do to the trucks? Is there anything that, you know, when you were driving it previously there, you you, th you thought maybe I can, you know, maybe tweak this a little bit different. And then when you got the truck, did you try to, you know, go ahead with those or, or what did you do to the truck once you got it? 
honestly, man, like everything on that truck, there's very few parts that are still the same. Um, like the dry shaft loops, like the U joint covers came off the old truck. The shock barrels are about the only thing left on the shocks that were used. So, I mean, everything else pretty much just got trashed and it was pretty much starting over because everything was junk at that point. So, everything's changed. It's like a complete different animal now. I mean, it's, it's night and day difference. So, if anyone wants is putting two plus two together here, Ryan's truck was the old chuckboard chuck truck, chuckboard chuck truck back in the four-wheel drive jamboree days then during the monster x slash traxxas monster x tour it was the heavy metal i think that was a sponsorship truck wasn't it the heavy metal truck yeah and it's then, a local uh, paint supply company that we deal with a lot <clears throat> and then later on he got his hands on it and now it's amped up um i tell you what dude that truck is still that's a, a lot of people talk how good looking that truck is you know, I it has a new style it. Chevy body. Um, we did you ever consider maybe throwing the old school body, or was that kind of a uh, you always wanted the new look? So it it was it was going to have an old square body, I and mean, we actually have the square body still just sitting around. Um, we're going to put that on originally, like I said, and then the whole electric stuff came about, and pretty much all of Andrew's trucks are all newer Chevy trucks. So he was like, "Well, I want it to be a Chevy body." Blah blah. blah. So I was like, oh, we got to buy a newer body. So we bought another body off Trey Myers, and he really hooked us up on those as well. So shout out to Trey for hooking me up, man. He he really did me good on those things. Man, it seems like everybody goes to Trey for bodies and, and paint and stuff now these days. So, you know, when, when you got your truck, how was it, you know, um, going out with the first show with it, you know, new identity, you've done all these changes to it. How was that first show back for you? Um, you know, I drove a couple of times between here and there. I drove, you know, Cody's truck a handful of times, drove Bobby's once or twice. But then when I came back on my own truck, it was like, man, I don't have to worry about somebody jumping me for breaking their stuff. You know, not saying that Bobby's always honest or nothing like that, but it's still always in the back of your mind. You don't want to tear this guy's stuff up. You know what I mean? So I knew I had free range to do whatever I wanted now. So I just kind of run that thing as much as I want and do what I want with it. But the first show back, you know, we only had a couple bugs, thankfully, that we ever had to work out. I think so. It was exciting, man. It was. It really was. So let's fast forward to last year or the start of the 2020 season. Uh, you and your brother Josh got to go to Europe and represent, you know, the Holman family over there overseas for the Hot Wheels Monster Truck Live Tour. Um, how was that experience like? And also. Uh, how's the experience working for the Hot Wheels, you know, doing shows for the Hot Wheels group? And uh, also, uh, I'll ask the next question after that, but go ahead with that one. Um, <clears throat> actually, I didn't get to go overseas. Josh was the only one that ended oh. up going. So I didn't really get to experiment. I, mean, I felt like I was there because it was like every day was sending us what he was doing the whole time. So it was pretty cool. We did a lot of neat stuff over there. So hopefully one day we get to experience that. That would be neat. But uh, the second question, without talking about working for the Hot Wheels tour, because you just did the Lexington, not Lexington, Louisville, Kentucky show, having, uh, uh, I think, uh, V8 Bomber as your yep. body for that event. So how was it working for them, and uh, how did you enjoy the Louisville show? 
it was a good time, man. Their their shows are all pretty laid back. I I like hanging out with all those guys. It's a pretty straightforward show. There's a lot of stuff you got to get used to, though. That's for sure. How they how they run and operate things. It's completely different than anything I'm used to doing. So it, it's going to take a little time to get used to. So we got some time though. I think once you get the hang of it, it'll be a really fun time hanging out with those guys. Well, from from what I see on the shows, that you know they there's no ramps they're just iron walling cars and van stacks so you know that's that's a little bit different for racing and, and what's it like to be around you know the, the 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 bigfoot team those guys and and just the camaraderie that you guys have on a tour like that you know that's one thing that also interests me in the sport is you know uh, teams or people sticking together like how how's the you know atmosphere with all you guys there oh man it's great i mean Bigfoot's Bigfoot. That's what I've always said. I've always, I don't care where we're at or what I'm doing. Like, I know we got a job to do, but it's like, as soon as I line up against the Bigfoot truck, it's like, I got to beat this truck. I don't care who's driving it. It's just like always been like a thing for me. So me and Darren ran a couple of times this summer together too. So I was always trying to beat him, but nine times out of 10, you never beat Darren. So, but I try, <laughs> but those guys, Rebecca, she always She's always willing to help out. Darren's always willing to help out. So same way with us, man. If they ever need anything, they know they can always ask. And let's uh, let's go back and talk about that maximum override truck, um, because I always thought that truck looked really, really good. <laughs> and the story, I guess, refreshing my memory, it was your dad's, and then it went a couple places and came back to his hands. <clears throat> Still the same truck. Yeah, it wasn't so, ever. Did it have a racing history on it? No. Uh, he originally started building the truck to be a race truck, and then he got sick and had to have a kidney transplant and all kinds of stuff. You know, had a bunch of health problems. So once he was finally back on his feet, that truck was pretty much outdated because you know the sport moved so fast back then. So he ended up building a ride truck out of it, and I believe he started that truck in 93 and i think time he got it going it was maybe 94 95 ish when he got it all complete so i could be a little off on those dates but i want to say that it was like 24 25 years old this year or something like that maybe a little older but he built it originally um he had been sold it off to dave rife dave had it for a little while and i believe dave sold it to stanley torgerson and then Torgerson had it for a while, and then I believe it went from Torgerson to Paul Schaefer. And then it went from Paul Schaefer over to Canada to the guy that had it over there for, I don't know, quite a few years. And we ended up getting it back off of him in Canada. So, um, I just had my question, and I just lost it. Great. <laughs> Cheech, ask a question so I can remember my question. All right. Uh, hmm. Good job, Brad. Anyway, so you you got the uh, the kind of uh, the the kinks of your new truck in going around and stuff like that, and and uh, how how's the fans reacting to it? Um, surprisingly, everybody's always been pretty positive. I haven't really heard a negative thing, which maybe they're saying negative things away from me, but everybody always. It don't matter where we go. It seems like that truck's always, you know, a crowd favorite. Not to, like, brag or nothing, but I think it's just, like, the lightning bolts. And everybody, I believe, thinks it's, like, Blue Thunder because everybody's like, oh, I have that toy. And I'm like, eh, no, you don't. 
but <laughs> I think that's I think that's part of it. I mean, the kids just like the bright colors and stuff, so I think that's a lot to do with it. Okay, I remember my question. So um, earlier you mentioned that um, when you were building the truck, you were going to try to kind of have it similar to the ride truck. Are you still wanting to do that at some point and make use of that square body uh, mold you guys have, or is it just going to continue to be amped up right now? Um, I think it'll probably be amped up for at least another year or so maybe. Kind of depends on what Andrew wants to do if he wants to stay on board with this. But as soon as he's done messing with the monster truck stuff, which hopefully never is, but if he does, it's, that thing's coming back. And we got another body we're working on too, so I think that one's going to be really cool. So it's another name we used to run. So I could bring that one back next oh, summer nice, or nice. something. That's pretty cool. And also, let's, you know, you can't, one person, Chris uh, Kilbarg, uh, Barger, Kilberger, Kilbarg, whatever. He congratulates, you know, the Hall brothers and Bobby for the, um, on the Hall of Fame. I mean, uh, from your standpoint, I mean, how cool is that having Bobby uh, inducted in the Hall of Fame for this year? It's really cool, man. He's been, you know, nominated so many times over the last couple of years. And it's always kind of been like a joke between all of us. Like, oh, he's been nominated 20 years now. Maybe he'll get in. But it's awesome to actually finally see him get in. I know he was excited for it, you know, despite all the joking and stuff that we did. And my dad's like one of his biggest supporters behind the whole thing. Cause my dad's always giving everybody crap about it. Like, Bobby should be in. Bobby should be in. So, Oh, that brotherly love's kind of cool to see him do that stuff, man, and knowing everybody's kind of got each other's back. So we got a Same way with the halls, man. Those guys need to be in there too. I I, I do agree. The halls and and people that have you know been there since the early days should be in there, and it's good to see you know the Holmans and the Hall brothers going in there. So um, one one question here is from Mark Peterson, uh, fellow that's been on our podcast before at the uh, Reptoid truck. Um, what size engine do you have in your truck? <laughs> Oh, God. It's just the 540. <laughs> <laughs> Must be an inside joke story there behind somewhere. This? Inside yeah, joke. I mean, me and him give each other a hard time all the time. We ran pretty hard against each other this summer. A couple. What did we do? One or, I think we did one show with the Mark. It was actually the first time I met him, and he actually introduced me to the best product I've ever found to clean my truck, and that was Simple Green. I've never realized people use that stuff to clean their trucks and he gave me it was like you about to wash your tires i was like yeah he's like hold on i got something for you so he gave me that simple green and like ever since then man me and him just hit it off and i love him and his wife they're both awesome people awesome yeah we had him uh we 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 was at our county fair show and well he's always a big supporter of the hall of fame so we'll probably see him there this week uh, this uh year but um also, um, Dominic Holcutt, Holcutt was asking, do you know any stories of Bobby driving the barefoot truck? Not a lot offhand. I mean, I've heard him talk about it quite a bit, but I don't really know much about it. I mean, we still got the old metal doors and stuff hanging up in the shop where you know, it says Bobby Holman and his wife's name, and it says barefoot on the doors. So he's still got all that stuff, so it's kind of cool to check out. 
So you mentioned earlier, you know, about racing um, Darren and Bigfoot, and then you also mark with uh, Reptoid. Who who else do you like to run with? Who else do you kind of like to race against and and do freestyle? And like, who do you like to go up against? Man, I, I like to run with everybody. It's that's not like I really have like a favorite or anything. It's just like I don't know. Bigfoot's Bigfoot. You know what I mean? The name's just huge, so it's like I don't know. It's just cool to run against them. Period. But I don't know. I like running against all the family. The family rivalries always been pretty cool to me. Nobody wants to lose in the family, so nobody lifts. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, just got to just step away for a moment. Oh. <laughs> You're good, Cheech. <laughs> what the heck Maybe was not. That? <laughs> So, you know, um, you mentioned with the, the, the family rivalry and stuff like that, you know, does that kind of, you know, when you, when you line up against your brother or another member of your family, does that, you kind of get that same feeling you do when you're like, I have to be Bigfoot. Like, do you get that same feeling? Yeah, it's pretty similar feeling. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just, it, I think it's just more or less cool to me that you're lining up against such a big name. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's pretty much nobody in our family wants to lose, so it's always a little more pressure on me. Anyone else I'd lose to all day and all week long, but I don't lose to my brother or my uncle or my cousin. I really wish my dad was still driving because I have to lay a smack down on him too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So you know, um, with with the current you know day in monster trucks, you know with all the you know two wheel skills and stuff like that um what what's your thoughts on all that you know with the stoppies the moonwalks what's your thoughts on all that um i think it's neat man i really do i mean i've tried to do a couple of the stoppies i've got it up but i haven't been able to really walk it or nothing like that but i don't try it a whole lot either probably count on one hand how many times i've tried it but I, I think it's cool man it's it's moved the sport in a different direction and stuff like that stuff them guys do with these trucks nowadays are just insane to me so another cool <clears> thing <throat> that people may not know is you guys um uh bring back some trailers you do some trailer work and stuff like that um i saw a couple of them you guys had up for sale and stuff but you uh, find it looks like some of these trailers are in some bad shape, but then you guys fix them up and get them going and make them look like a million bucks. Yeah, I seem to find a lot of trailers for some reason. I like trailers. <laughs> it's like everywhere we go. <laughs> like last week, you know, does the hot wheels. Oh, that trailer. It's like, no, I'm not selling my trailer right now. And then I think I kind of got him on the hook. So maybe I'll be able to buy that one too. <laughs> mm. I, I can just imagine going down the road. Some people look at old classic cars in the field. You're just hunting for trailers. Just like, where's the next one? Where's the <laughs> next one? That's how it is too, man. I don't know. Something about trailers. I, uh, I think they're cool. <laughs> so like bringing what, what... stuff back that looks like crap. So you, you just like restore them to like when they were newer. Like, what do you what do you do to the trailers when you when you get them? Um, like if we're gonna keep one and stuff, we'll clean it up. If there's any rust or 
repairs that need done, fix those things up. And we reskin all of our trailers and make them flat sides instead of showing all the rivets and stuff like that. So we got a couple other ones that we're working on now. But for the most part, is buy them, clean them up, and sell them. You know, a couple guys that need them or something are always looking for new trailers. Like Dalton with Stomper just bought one. Um, Vern House has bought one off me. Oh, there's, there's a handful of guys at the bottom. Is there a particular trailer that you like to go after, like a double drop, a single drop, a triple drop? Uh, even if even if it's not even a monster truck related, is there a certain type of trailer that catches your eye? Um, I really want a triple drop, but those things are like impossible to find. And if you do find them, they're really expensive. But I don't know. Hopefully, one new. That's what I want to have personally. I mean, we've always had double drops and. 90% of the ones that I've bought are all double drops. The one Vern bought off me was a triple, but it was only a 48-foot. So they're going to be kind of packed to get two trucks in that thing. But Vern did some work to it, and he throws two trucks in his trailer now, and it works out pretty good for him. And then uh, you guys – so do you um, – when you sell them, or have you had anyone request – saying if you find this trailer and then they come about saying this is what I would like to do with like the ramps and stuff like that or do you yourself go okay um you just redo the trailer and do you have you done any inside work putting ramps and stuff like that on the trailer or is it just basically here's a trailer and the customer buys it that way yeah pretty much I mean we'll just fix the cosmetic stuff on about 90% of them I ain't done a whole lot I mean I've had quite a few of them but I want to make them roadworthy for the most part before we sell them off that's the big thing i've never really put a whole lot of ramps in trailers it's just so much time and everything's through the roof right now as far as material so the bills would be hefty yeah. nowadays yeah so i mean that's pretty cool that they you find the stuff in light so the trailer that you guys have right now you found it refurbished it and uh, was it once a monster truck trailer or was it something else beforehand? Uh, it was an old Frito-Lay trailer. Okay. Seems like it a very popular trailer. Old... <laughs> it's an old double drop, man. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I so, think we lost Brad, people mean... Yeah, Brad had to be right back. <laughs> um, now, who's the promoters that you normally run with? Uh, it, it's... Do you do a lot of first quarter stuff, or is it mostly spring and summer? Um, I mean, with this being like my first actual year with the truck, it's been mostly summer stuff. Um, which mm -hmm. even in the past, we did a bunch of, you know, when I drove for Bobby, we did first quarter stuff with Monster X, and then would go outdoors and stuff for like Dave Reif in Michigan. But <clears throat> now it's pretty much summer and then if we can stay running with hot wheels we'll have some you know indoor stuff too um ran a lot this summer with the other dave right with mtrl my phone's going crazy sorry it's all right it's all right well now i thought it was a pretty cool segment um a few months ago you were able to help debut the mega rex for the hot wheels tour um you know a lot of the pictures of the truck being debuted and we know that you know the samson rick steffens is driving and stuff like that but how did that come about and um you know 
uh, uh, you got the opportunity to debut a brand new body. Yeah, it's cool, man. Like um, the Tiger Shark body, all the V8 Bomber bodies, um, the Bone Shaker body, the Mega Rex body now, all those were done in-house at my shop. Um, me and my brother okay. pretty much knocked all those things out so they're all painted in-house it's a lot of people don't realize that all those things are paint i mean there's some stickers you know tossed on there of course but a lot of it's paint so it's how many hours really cool working with this oh my gosh man it's it's a ton like the mega rex took quite a bit of time um i say the the tiger shark probably took the longest because at first, like, it was so complicated. But now that we've done a couple of them, it's like we've changed up a lot of stuff. Before, we kind of just, like, sprayed the graphics on, and it kind of looked hazy and stuff like that. But now we've changed it up, you know, and everything's kind of got sharp lines. And, you know, everything's taped up real nice. So we like that a lot better, and I think they do too. So I think that's how we're going to continue to do those things. So when you guys came out with the, the Mega Rex body and you did the painting and stuff like that, um you know how how did you guys get the paint right from the from a 164 scale toy to a one one monster truck body did you have to do a lot of uh not not experimenting but a lot of studying about the you know that little you know the details of that truck did hot wheels help out on what type of color uh was there a lot of trial and error how did how did that process happen yeah um as far as the other bodies like like i said like the mega rex or not the mega rex but like the tiger shark and v8 bomber all those were pretty straightforward and we kind of like like here's the colors and hot wheels approved it and you know a couple other guys you know that worked for hot wheels were all involved in that as well but it was pretty straightforward but the mega rex it took some time man i bet we had i want to say two to three weeks and just getting colors accepted so we went back and forth on that a lot but you know, at the end of the day, they got to be happy with what they're wanting to, you know, present. So it just took a long time, but I think it worked out for the better, you know. Like I said, Nick up there at Motor City Raps, he sent a bunch of vinyl back and forth to Hot Wheels, and we kind of matched vinyl. Oh, it was just a big, long process, but it worked out in the end. That's pretty cool that uh, you learned that from here, folks. Uh, you guys are the... The body hub <laughs> of the Hot Wheels <laughs> Monster Truck Live. You know, um, it's it's still pretty cool that, you know, um, th that going on. And then also outside that, you have, you know, your amped up heavy metal. And I guess you do Bobby stuff too? Yeah, I've painted quite a few of Bobby's bodies now. Um, like I said, there, he's had a handful of them that are painted. Uh, but for the most part, still does wraps. That's why I said I paint all these bodies and. I went with a wrap. It's just so much easier, you know, turn them bodies. Well, thing, easier stick sticker on there. <laughs> one thing I wanted to know, which I mean, it it kind of uh, threw on the little bit of the wayside. I thought, uh, and because of the COVID and stuff like that, the 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 beast, uh, the 35th anniversary body, the old school square body truck, uh, you know that that was also that was pretty epic. I loved it um how did that uh, come to works and uh what did you have to do uh to make that process happen um so that started out as another body from trey myers and 
Bobby originally had like this idea of let's bring back the old body and let's paint it gold. And I don't remember exactly who it was, him, Cody, me, I don't know. It was one of us. Somebody said something about let's make it look all old and stuff like we just drug it out of the weeds. So we ended up doing that. So it was just kind of Bobby just wanted to bring it back. And what's really cool, and only a handful of people know it, but the original beast color was like called okra. So that's like exactly the same color, as close as we could get it to that color. And then the original metal flake that he had in that paint, we still had the can of it at the shop. So all that original flaking from the first truck is in that body. Oh. Yeah, so that stuff's really old. So it's cool, though. We were talking about the Beast body for the 35th anniversary truck. Okay. We were talking about that. So I have a question, and, and, and hopefully my memory serves me correct on this. So you guys remember the, the prelude to the dream, right? That the NASCAR Bear would Walker. do the late. Yeah, that's what I was just about to ask. Do you know anything about how that happened? Because that was such a cool thing to see DW in a tied monster truck like that was so cool yeah i mean i was there for it and you know we were me and heck we were pretty young at that point but i don't exactly know how it came about i just know bobby got a phone call and they explained what they wanted to do and the rap guy at the time got a hold of bobby and everything went back and forth you know with the guys that were doing all that prelude stuff and just kind of went back and forth i guess I, is it every year that he like drives something different? Yeah, uh, it, it was. It was like for every Prelude or whatever, he would do something different. So one year, I think he got into a two seater late model with Tony Stewart, and then another year he did something different. Yeah, so I guess it just happened. Bobby just happened to get the call. I'm not exactly you know sure how it all played out, but it was really cool. He's a super nice guy too. I do remember that, and I met a lot of really cool guys at the time. You know. Like I said, I was pretty young there, back then, but there's a YouTube guy. I just got your message there, Brad. You said be right back. Um he went to North Carolina. He moved his shop over there in North Carolina. And uh, uh Kyle see. Stapleton, right? Stapleton yeah. Stapleton Auto Works. Yeah, they, yeah, Stapleton Auto Works. They just found DW's old transporter that was he owned it and sold it to uh the previous nascar owner that owned uh not uh richard charteris but moore. um that bud moore yeah the downheart drove for and then he sold it back to dw and he had they went through the uh western auto truck and they found memorabilia uh newspaper articles toys merchandise from his career from like 1981 they found a trophy from like 1960 something yeah but no he found kidding. stuff from like 1981 all the way to like his last days racing in 2000 and uh it was a full load of, it was a trailer and stuff like that and it was pretty epic to watch if anyone has a chance on youtube watch that because they just also found darren hart jr's travel bus darren hart's trailer uh, some guy recreated room. Some guy got his old stock car back back in 1994, and they're gonna run at the backyard. Another guy uh, found a, a Chevy Lumina NASCAR and is running around the Rockingham Motor Speedway. He's having a lot of historical stuff, and it got me thinking. Thanks to him, I'm doing that in the monster truck world. 
I started videotaping. The Hall brothers just picked up their very first monster truck trailer that held both the heavy metal and big boss and oh, wow. also found a tire shop that was across the street from the dealership that did, we just did a car crash was pretty much the go-to area in, in, uh, in Indiana for people to buy their monster truck tires, rims and stuff like that. And I thought it was a little pretty cool deal to maybe do like a history thing. Uh, so I did some filming and stuff like that. And, uh, um, I have some ideas, but if anyone wants a feedback, uh, just give me a holler. If you guys like that idea, I'm gonna make a YouTube channel about it and just do some history stuff. So uh, I'm, I think that'd be pretty cool. But yeah. Well, and also it's not a question that Ryan. <laughs> I'm just going to put it in there with, even with the DW trailer, like that was just the hauler. There was another trailer that held the car that's there that they're mm -hmm. thinking about finding too, which that was such a cool thing to see. And, and I cheat. That'd be awesome if you did stuff like that, because it uncovers more about the history. We don't know, like how would they would fit a tank and uh, a truck in a, in the hauler together. Like in, in, in my mind, it's like, okay, I'd put the tank on a flatbed, it, not in a trailer. It was a flatbed. That's what they oh, okay. did in the back of the day. There was a flatbed. They put the tank. They put the monster truck in there. It's weird. Weird. Uh, they found an old box trail box truck, and they put that on the very, very top of the the the, uh, the tag where you know you put the semi in. They put a box. Then inside that box, they put the put two tires, tires, big boss. And then they extended the trailer a little bit more to fit the tank in there. So okay. it's weird. Mark explained about it. I'm going to have, and he, he'll talk about it. So that's, I thought that was a pretty cool thing. And then, you know, uh, I heard there's a, a monster truck called Enforcer, which was Mr. Twister 2, uh, up near between Indiana and Illinois. Uh, the Boss Hog is a museum. Uh, just different stories and different things in general. And, um, and uh just uh stuff like that which also off to the topic here i want to let everyone know that i am doing a live podcast feed friday night at the hall of fame in november so you're it's going to be basically like at the daytona 500 or stuff like that where you know you get between like five or ten minutes just stop by give a hollow out um, may have, so hopefully bad makes it, hopefully. uh, see how it goes. Uh, but right now also I have Austin Spence from the throttle out show that be tagging along too. So we'll go from there, but, uh, you know, some storytelling, stuff like that. Big hangout. Um, pretty much, uh, pretty much you're going to start around six o'clock and whenever 10, whatever. So we'll all hang out and stuff like that. So, um, Sorry about that, Ryan. Uh, oh, you're but, fine. Uh, I, I like listening, it, man. I like listening. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's pretty cool that you know, you know, the history that you and your family have in the monster truck world. Uh, from you know, you still have some history with your dad's ride truck still around and still kicking, and then you know, Bobby make it to the Hall of Fame and stuff like that. Um, was was uh, the the ride truck that your dad has how much is that 100 percent original is that 100 percent original truck um 
Let's see. I would say it is probably, I don't know, somewhere, I don't know, 70, 80% original. Um, when we got it back, everything that he had on it was pretty much still on the truck. Um, the only thing that we could tell like was a huge difference was there wasn't uh, electric windows in it no more. There, there's crank windows in it now, so that. But it's still the original door, so I'm not sure if they just quit working or what had happened. But that was like one of the main things like he did remember. Like it, what's really weird is he had like this old school like rear steer toggle switch, and it something about it. I literally think I still have it here at the house somewhere because I like hung on to it because I thought it was cool. He was like, "That's my original switch. That's my original switch. That switch is like held up all these years." So that's kind of cool. But, yeah, a lot of it's still original. I mean, we've changed a lot on it now, you know, kind of updated a little bit and make it a little bit better. But, yeah, a lot of it's still the old thing. You know, one question I have, and I know a lot of teams have ride trucks and stuff like that, and, you know, that that must be a really good profitable thing for you guys as well, you know, besides running the trucks. That thing probably brings in quite a bit of money. And, you know, does that, you know, help you guys at all? Or does it, you know, with, like, they trying to pay for gas. Like what, how, how is the ride truck business, uh, help you guys? Um, so I mean like when it's my truck and, you know, my dad's truck and the trailer together, which is pretty much how 90% of our summer was this year. So it's kind of cool as far as we just split all the expenses right down the middle. Um, you know, he pays for half of fuel or we stop in a year or something. He'll pay for food. I'll pay for food. So it's kind of like 50, 50. So he's done really well this year. And, I mean, like I said, I don't know, heck, probably last three years, it's kind of been hit or miss for him. This is the best year he's had with that thing. So it's been really good. Can't complain, that's for sure. Right on, right on. Um, is there any social media people can follow you at? Uh, my personal? Or any any type of, you know, social media. It's up to uh, you if you want to let that use out. Yeah, I mean, I got I got Facebook under my name, and then my Instagram, I believe, is under my name as well. I think I don't even remember. I don't <laughs> post there a whole lot. And also, where can fans uh, come and see you upcoming? If you have any shows upcoming? Um, as far as our summer, it's pretty much over. Uh, he still got a few ride truck gigs left. Um, Rest of my stuff's pretty much with Hot Wheels now, I believe, until next year. So I'm really hoping we could squeeze in some stuff with the Renegade Tour. I really enjoyed running with Zane in the years. That was really fun doing a show for those guys. And I'm sure we'll do some more for MTRL and stuff, too. So uh, they're always pretty laid back shows as well. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, we did a few shows with Zane and them, and it's fun. It has that has that main vibe of what monster trucks are like. You know what I mean? Good atmosphere. You know, legendary names, high flying, car crushing action. Um, but uh, outside of that, Brad, uh, is there any social media that people can follow you at also? Yeah, they can follow me at the Monster Truck Canucker. Um, you can find me on Facebook at uh, Bradley Shaw. Um, I'm ramping up my graphic design stuff again, doing some more stuff for the Renegade Tour. Um, they have a show upcoming in their hometown area. I believe it is in, um, 
Oh, I just had the name of the place, but go, it's around the Lancaster kind of area. So it's uh, one of their hometown shows. So go check that out. I'm also doing some uh, NHRA designs, doing some top field dragster designs. Uh, um, if you check out my Instagram, you'll see a Hot Wheels one that kind of cheats suggested after I did a Rockstar Energy one. So trying to get my name out there in a different realm, different sport. So uh, yeah, go follow that as well. And, you know, appreciate all the love. And what about you, Cheech? What, uh, what, I wonder if you've come up with something new for us this time about what people could follow you on. Uh, Dan Chichagosh on Facebook, Instagram, Dan Chichagosh, Snapchat, oh. Dan Agosh 10, and also follow, uh, me and Fildo. We have a podcast out. Well, it's a cast, stream cast. Uh, on Twitter, go check that out. Uh, this week's episode, once again, uh, Wednesday tomorrow, we're gonna talk about VCRs and DVDs. Uh, so uh, we'll go from there, and then uh, uh, just can't can't wait until next week. I tell you that much. Uh, but anyway, um, that's pretty much it for me. Nothing really special. Uh, all my pigeons died. You know the you know the the wire got cut between two cans of soup. Uh, you know the the Airmail just can't deploy since COVID's going on. Uh, no messengers, no PayPal, no pen pals and stuff like that. It's just terrible right now. So right now uh, my cargo ship's on lockdown over there in California. I can't get no mail from you guys. So, um, yeah, it's like that. It's it's, it's unfortunate. Like, it's a shame. Nope. It's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that's really good right now, it's Canada's closed. So Brad cannot enter this country. So uh, that's the only thing good. No, Sorry, it's not. Man. Don't get Maybe me started. Next year. Don't get me started. Maybe next year. Is that true? <laughs> you can't come over here? Yeah. We. So, okay. I, I, okay. Cheech, you open up the can of worms. Here we go. Okay. So, yeah. Americans who are fully vaccinated can drive across the Canadian border. Us as Canadians who are fully vaccinated or whatever cannot drive across the American border. We can fly, but we can't drive, which is ridiculous. When did that come into effect? Um, officially, um, I think it was beginning of August around there, like mi beginning middle of August. So, because me and my girlfriend were going to do a road trip from here in Grand Prairie, Alberta, Canada, all the way to North Carolina because she had a wedding to go to. That kind of got screwed up. So, and, and Chris, I see your comment. Mikey Waters came over, but Mikey's also a uh, American citizen, so that's different. He's married to a Canadian woman, but he's also an American citizen, so that's a little bit different. Yeah, so, I remember the same thing because the Cummins just did a show in Pennsylvania this past weekend. I I think it's you can get some exemptions, um, but work like if, or yeah, work related or or whatever, but. For leisurely travel, we, we can't do anything. So it's. I was about to say, I think Como's had a work visa. Yeah, so uh. it, it's kind of backwards in how, in how it's working. The, only, the reason why is because the US won't open up with Mexico. So they have to do both at the same time. That's the only reason why it's kind of messed up. So I'm hoping for next year that everything can go back to semi normal. So I can come to the States and, and get some monster truck action because, you know, I've said it plenty of times on the podcast and I'll keep saying it. Monster trucks in Canada, we get kind of shafted 
for for shows like we only get especially here where i live we get elliot with throwdown and and that's about it you know and that's an amazing show don't get me wrong i love that show but you know monster jam hasn't done calgary in a while or edmonton they are coming to vancouver uh next year but that's the only really show that i've seen so far so i'm hoping things change so there's my gripe about canada and monster trucks (laughs) you're welcome anyway um yeah I'll, i'll start a youtube channel and that stuff so uh we'll go from there and but uh outside of that uh, once again, thank you to all our sponsors, High Octane Coffee, J Concepts, JB Scale Graphics, Justin Story, 6B Apparel, Back Channel Productions, and I think that's about it. And uh, also for, uh, thank you again for all the support. And also, uh, next week is going to be the first episode of the new Power Hour with Scott Litico and Frank Krimmel interviewing BJ Johnson. So that's going to be some crazy stuff, funny stuff. Me and Brad are going to drop back, and whatever goes, goes. So And also, also goes. viewer discretion is advised. Yeah, we so, will have to um, put that out there as well. Off, so the branch off from the Throttle Wild group, this could be opening a lot of can of worms on a couple of people. So, um Outside of that, we're going to let it go. It's going to be a good time and go from there. But uh, outside of that, uh, November 20th, Hall Brothers Open House, RC stuff going on. Uh, got the ramps, everything like that, getting happen. $10 a person, uh, $5 after that. Mark Peterson's going to be there. A couple other people are going to be there also. So come out, take a look. Uh, racing starts at 9. So there's drivers, please, the doors open at 7. Uh, for racing, but uh, uh, the open house kind of starts around nine, um, and ends whenever. So, uh, more people want to come by and take a look, they're more than welcome to. But uh, uh, pretty much we're gonna probably end like around four or five, six o'clock, so uh, Saturday. So, uh, it's you know, fun time. Uh, so guys, uh, mm-hmm. I'm done here. Uh, one more <laughs> quick thing thank you guys for the likes and subscriptions on YouTube, guys. That helps us out. Also, the five-star reviews on iTunes and whatever Spotify does. Um, that uh, that helps us out, guys, with the algorithms and re- allowing us to reach out to different countries and other people. So, guys, keep it up. We love the support. Thank you guys very much. And as we always have said since day number one on the podcast, everybody, keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up. Peace.